Miss the train on uh, doing some fucking riff on smelling like weed or whatever the shit. Um, so I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lead the podcast into that. Though I will say, um, man, meme gold, meme gold. What smelling like weed, uh, sir? No. Huh? I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not a narc, but also. Oh, d- Oh, dude, like, I- I've got fucking, I've got Gandalf powers here. Like, I'm good. Like, I, c- I could say meat, weed, I could say marijuana, I could say reefer. Oh, that's Ain't true. shit gonna happen that's to me. That's true. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Oh, they, yeah. they, 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 they still frown upon it in this uh, Midwest area. Sean, are you good up your way? I am very good up my way. We were one of the but like, like, Are you cool? Like, but, 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 are you like, cool? Are you good? Are, but are, you, are you good? Are you cool? Like oh, you're not you? holding or anything, but like you know, I'm cool. All right, you're cool. Good. All right, yeah, very Good. cool. Good. Um, I I don't but... know what you're talking about, especially given my employer. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but also, like I said, not an arc. So you guys um, are cool. But, but, but also, no, but are you cool? I'm, I'm cool. Um, right. Can Can we talk about real quick though? <laughs> how like Megan Fox somehow made somebody like I thought. To, to my understanding, Machine Gun Kelly is kind of like that, like, oh, we've got Kid Rock at home, Kid Rock at home, and then it's Machine Gun Kelly. Um, so that kind of threw me off, that whole exchange and, and how that, like, kind of blew up. Um, of but yeah. what? Like, them, like, doing, like, the dating oh, game bro, or okay. whatever that thing was? Oh, okay. So, like, okay, all right. The all weed. I know is that Ke- I all I know is that Kevin Owens power bombed that dude off of a stage, and it was the coolest thing that ever happened at a RAW in Cleveland. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Fuck that dude. Oh, I I never forget. <laughs> that is <laughs> always that that is locked in the bank. No, apparently, uh, him and uh, Megan Fox are are locking up or whatnot, and apparently, uh, upon first meeting, uh, she proclaims to him, "You smell like weed." His response is. I am weed. I am the table. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I smoke myself. He's yeah, just a botchamania episode. He yeah, so it's just oh man. Cool. I don't I don't get to be the out of touch weirdo here. Uh that that's all you oh, folks. Oh man, I, I've occupied that space for a decade, sir. <laughs> um but yeah, uh I think we, we missed the train on that. So now okay. we've got I'll catch we're, the next we're, one. So long, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the train the train is now making a, a full stop on the metaverse. Oh, uh, here we so... go. God. Yeah. I've been I've and been it, keeping it, way it, too much track of that. And, and honestly, Sean, if there's any good time for you and I to get off of this train and get off of that social media outlet, I'm inching close and closer and closer towards that. I oh, no, I'm done. I'm out of there. I'm already deactivated personally. Oh, and, oh yeah. bless you. Not not deleted, so deactivated. Good. There's a difference because oh, I still I so still good. use that blasted messenger. But wait, I'm... okay, hold on, wait a minute. 
Hmm. Okay. But you can just use Messenger and that's it? Yeah. Yeah, you can deactivate your Facebook and mm. Sorry mom Messenger. and dad, I'm out. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting over it. No, and I've that's got, yeah. I I I've got I've gotten attached to my groups to be honest and uh, I just need to get the fuck out of that marketplace. I'm buying shit I don't even want. Also that. Oh no. Also that. I almost bought a Sting like one of those fucking pillow buddy deals from the 90s. What the fuck oh. am I going to do with that? Why am I trying to buy that? Oh dude, you better you better swoop up on some honor buddies like real quick while they're clearing uh, out. Oh, Cuz they're being advertised. Yeah. yeah. That's that's I'm going to I'm, I'm going to buy their fucking video library. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um but yeah, no. Um I, I'm I'm fuck it. Whatever whatever that like Pray mantis ass human being wants to call it. Uh, Sweet fucking... baby rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do I? How do I appear shit. more human? Well, it's yeah, not. I'm... It's not meta. It's meat. Somebody. Oh, somebody did that. They. They turned the logo. Um. I. I, I can't. I can't remember who oh, it was. Man. But I gotta find that image again. But somebody on Twitter took the meta logo and turned it into like two pieces of like beef cuts mm. and oh, changed yeah, the mm. meta fucking to meat. Sirloin. Mm. And mm. put the. Put the baby raise bottle in uh, in his hand. Yeah, but but it's beautiful. Just the minutia, just to dissect that for for just a brief moment, because like we all know that like since the ravages of the pandemic and and the fact that many of us are are cluing into like various uh, presentations being done in the comfort of one's home for a variety of different businesses that they conduct, that everybody is definitely staging their camera area as to uh, uh, showcase. To normal. Yes. But Dude, like, I remember they were doing that shit with the NVIDIA reveals of their graphics cards, and that motherfucker had graphics cards hiding behind like his toaster Behind a cookbook, that I I know that fucker ain't using that cookbook. He's got yeah, help dude. For it, that it, shit. It's just become I spy at this point. It's it's fucking... yeah, fucking goddamn Phil Spencer, man. He started that shit, asshole. Oh, but okay, but it's neat with him because with him, yeah, it, it, we like it, becomes it when like he a does rabbit it. hole. Yeah, like, yeah, we like it when he does it. Then it's got to be like some fucking rumor that like everybody's got to land in like Jeff Grubb's lap to like debunk and and just like have to explain like, uh, no for the. 80th time like they're not developing the next Silent Hill game fuck uh, or some other shit or like Kojima be Kojima whatever the fuck it is um, mm-hmm. these these little easter eggs that we're manufacturing and making for ourselves um, we know that shit's staged and sometimes it's intentional and yes and, and, and easter eggs and whatnot but someone someone from Facebook Incorporated F- Facebook LLC the, the business the the management and corporate elite that run this fucking platform who I'm sure are, are savvy enough to like absolutely understand the the toaster strudel of a fucking CEO and, and corporate face that they have leading them and his complete lack of emotion and dead creepy fucking eyes like that he's like an Ewok like I've never seen Mark Zuckerberg blink oh, and God. if you have you're lying no, um, God, that part where he's like Oh, that must be our uh, head of content or whatever. Like, and, and he's pretending to answer the door. It's just so cringeworthy. Oof. Oof. It's so bad. Oh, and there was okay. So, so who here remembers when the Xbox One was first announced? 
when there was that mm. video that was circulating, it was like how many times they kept on saying like TV this, TV that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, they did yeah. one of those for Meta, or somebody did one of those for Meta, but it's almost all the word experience. I saw. I just saw the one where he kept on saying "Sweet Baby Ray's" when they had their grill in the background, <laughs> and that shit was just as good. Like I would just watch that. I, just, <laughs> I want some brisket. Out of all experience. the things, experience the experience. brisket. No, because you fuckers are gonna start with the fucking chaos thing again. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that until you brought no, it up just y- now. Uh, fuck, damn it. No, <laughs> I'm not getting you guys back on that. <laughs> I, dude. To be honest, though, it could have been anything. It could have been a fucking cat tree. It could have been, like, I I don't know, just sweet baby Ray. Fucking he eats cats. He's elf. I hate that he fucking (laughs) used it like a bookend. I hate that. (laughs) That is not effective, sir. No, (laughs) you need need weight. You need something that will have some heft to it. I can't believe my bookends are better than. And also, okay, okay, real talk. Do you refer barbecue sauce? Because I think once you open it, you have to refrigerate it but it's like in the aisle oh no i refrigerate so uh, do all I. my sauce yeah like i think it would be safe until it's opened and then you would refrigerate so like is he like getting like a little little taste and then putting it back or is it just like this is always a sealed up deal okay i mean like I, in, I'm, like, I'm staring at like a, a like in case of an sauce. emergency kind of a thing like like in case of emergency grab sweet baby rays what if that's just where he I'm, stores liquor I fuck. I don't know. I Ooh, I reserve all right yeah. to judge him. I reserve all That's right fair. to judge yeah, him I th- because I, I, like, I think you've earned it. I, I have like I have some Tabasco bottles and Tapatio bottles here that like mm-hmm. to be honest, like they don't belong here. But I mean, I I am a man who lives in his own squalor for under thirty nine thousand a year on fucking my annual income. Fuck mm-hmm, Mark mm-hmm. Zuckerberg for putting a bottle of Sweet Baby Rays in the background. He's trying to, to relate, relate to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is what this is what poorer people do. They just put yeah. barbecue <laughs> sauce bottles next to their. Books. You guys like ranch dressing? Here you go, <laughs> okay, Hidden yeah. Valley Ranch. You Ra- ranch fucks. it up. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, all the I, best to Meta. I hope they uh, hope they do well in their future endeavors. Yeah, I don't fuck them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'll just say yeah, it. I'm yeah. not even gonna. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat that one. Mm-hmm. Well, um. With that being said, this is a a nice little uh, quickie press pause radio. Uh, In Mm. this episode, we are catching up just because it's been a while since we've recorded and uh, we miss y'all. We we did go ahead and recently uh, we came back to your airwaves to uh, give you a new house show. And we're like, fuck, dude, we we play video games there that they're like, there's that whole thing that we do. So we are back here. Among you fine folk to talk about uh, what has been in our console. Uh, thank God it's been a slow news week, so like uh, sure, we're okay sure. to do that. But yeah, press pause episode ep- uh, 136. Uh, good to go. Go. So, 
quick round robin. Um, yeah. Who we got on the cast with us? We've got Andrew. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Sean. Thank you. Thank you for all y'all for making a, a late night appearance. I know we're recording late, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Ed couldn't make it because, uh, dude, we're all we're all just swimming from day job troubles, and I. Man, I could not. I cannot express within like a healthy heft of words. Like it, none of it would be healthy, to be honest. But I, I am getting those doldrums. I am burnt mm-hmm. on both ends. I'm fucking desensitized, like a fucking like the air freshener from the Foster Farms chicken's car. Like I'm, I'm fucking done. Oh god. Uh, and uh, lucky enough. Our sweet baby boy, uh, Ed, has uh, landed a new job. Though I'm very, I'm not quite. Do do we know what he does? And, I, and he, I, of course, he's not here to explain it. Um, I he's like he doing something work. labor. Yeah, he's doing labor. Yeah. that's how we got. Yeah. So now my imagination shit, has to run wild. I, I oh, just my tell goodness. myself that he's in like the arcade stick pizza box building factory. Like, oh, that'd be a good gig. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody could do it, I mean. Like he's soldering stuff and yeah. yeah, I like it. I will say his beard is looking a lot like just more manlier, if that's possible. Like I didn't Very know manly. if it could have gotten. I mean, he's looking like he's like yeah, doing some like real like man work and hands doing some are dirty and he's doing some jaw crunches, some real sweet. Fucking... He's starting to chew, even though he doesn't really like. He doesn't want to chew. He doesn't want to back. You know. Tobacco or anything like that, but he's just chewing. Does he say? Does he say the word "manly" in a deep voice after every crunch? Well, you know, he's done that before. He's done it before. Yeah, he's already got that down. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. he's he's already worked that. No, but like that that fucking but that face rug he's got going on, like he is Mm. straight up bounty quicker picker upper. Like he fucking he look fresh. I want to. I I I'm I'm straight (laughs) jealous. So real, real talk for a man about facial hair. Just to let y'all know, I tried to grow a beard for this past month. I don't obviously have any kind of like representation of that uh, facial hair, but um, only because I was gonna go as Kevin Steen tomorrow for a Halloween thing. And I wanted to kind of have a little bit of the scruff like he has, mm-hmm. and then halfway through the day, I'm gonna change it up and be Bubba Ray Dudley and shave it into a nice, like, real like '90s goatee kind of deal. So damn, dude! Really excited uh, about it, and, and then I'm gonna get rid of it. <laughs> um, I I kind of, I don't know. I kind of want. God, if only you rocked long hair, I would love for you to rock like some weird Mobius ass like 2003 era Triple H. Um, Ooh, with the chops, yeah, the and shit? The, the chops into Ooh. the stash like that Mobius yeah. ass shit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd yeah. Be, I'd be down for that. That that I would fantasy book the fuck out of that facial hair for you, my friend. Like if I if okay. I was a barber uh of of magical descent. Um but speaking of like high class beards, I don't know, I haven't seen Sean's beautiful face for mm. some time. So I don't know if you've been keeping keeping it clean shaven or if you're just so you know, keep, keeping your cheeks warm. So yeah, I I do let it grow out a little bit, like maybe mm-hmm. every two weeks to about a month, but and, and I just shaved again today. So if you pull up basically any profile picture of mine in, like, say, the past two years, that's pretty much the same beard all around. Okay. That's actually the one compliment that I get a lot of lately is, holy shit, you actually, like, maintain your beard. 
and That's I'm like, right, wait, man. is this is this a challenge? Like, are people in 2021? Everywhere... It is. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> have like I just have an appreciation for beards in general, so I'm not like nitpicking if somebody is like trimming every single like crevasse or strand. Like, so I really then... I really want you to like get like a 90s R&B kind of goatee going. I would really like that for you. I could maybe pull that off. There, there's a lot of weird stuff I can pull out. Like I last year like uh, around thing. this time, I might do I this have, again, but I shaved I have my head. No, and... no maintenance going on. I applaud you. Like my face looks like it scrubs tough stains out of dirty dishes. Like <laughs> fucking, it looks bad right now. Some steel wool going on. Right Where there. do SOS yeah. pads come from? Basically, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brought to you hmm. by. <laughs> I like it. Hey, man, that's a that's a good sponsor to have. Yeah, test. I gotta Effective. say too, I'm 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 envious that you have Halloween plans. Mine got canceled, so I'm just going to my hometown to drink with a journalist. That sounds like I, that sounds plans. amazing. I, I would trade that you. That sounds real good. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds super right. good. Well, I mine gonna... mine was being with my kids and passing out candy. Fuck all <laughs> that. That's uh, some bullshit. Val and I are gonna have nice chill a chill weekend. We we definitely have overtime tomorrow at the day job. And yeah, then course. we've got our carriage for, uh, we've got our puppies over for the weekend. Uh, so we've got our carriage ready to go on some bike rides and kind of getting some movies, uh, set aside. Um, last year, uh, we watched some real fucking stinkers like, uh, Polaroid. Terrible. Um, I, I don't remember what else. Uh, I think this, I, I think it was just as bad, if not worse than Malignant. Whole oh, man, the fucking, that, that deserves its own episode its own like dissection of just like um, how a movie like that could even exist at the quality and production value that it had in the year 2021 is a mm-hmm. fucking achievement all within itself um but yeah no we're we're just gonna try to see if we can catch up so far all we've done is we've caught up on the uh 2018 uh trilogy uh soon to be trilogy of the uh halloween remake or I would say, I don't know, Halloween is fucking weird. Halloween has a Legend of Zelda timeline now, and it's well, fucking bonkers. I was told by my barber today that you watched the first one from 78, 79, yes. and then you watched the 2018 one. Yes. So yeah, that, the way that it is works, how it works now. <laughs> yes. It's, it basically ignores the second one in uh, 79, and there onward. So yeah. basically, it just goes forty years where like Michael's just been chilling, just and institutionalized then, basically the whole yeah, time. yeah. But mm-hmm. the whole time without like really fucking up again. Like it took him another forty years to like which is go, go bullshit. Lose. Because then where's Busta Rhymes and all that? What's Dude. he up to? What's he been doing? Uh man, keeping it real, cre- keeping it real with fucking LL Cool J. Like I, I don't know. Wait, was like, LL Cool J in that one too? He Fuck, was in Resurrection. Uh, not Resurrection. He was in H two O. Man, I only thought Buster when was part like of that. okay, that's right. H two O was like, oh dude, yeah, Zelda timeline. It's fucking nuts. But <laughs> I'll tell you right now, um, I we can't commit the whole episode to that. <laughs> no, we can't. And uh, if you haven't already, I absolutely and I and I'll say this: dying on a hill with like every ounce of my fucking chest and and any breath left within my lungs. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween is brilliant, and fuck any naysayer. Who says otherwise? Wow. Both of those movies are incredible. Watch them. Um, though That's I can't the first say the I've same. Heard that wow. Yeah. Well, I I respect I think... it. I mean, you are entitled <laughs> to your opinion. 
I respect it. I think that is brave of you. Ah, uh, no. I, com- I, I commend you for that. Mm. Why are you booing me? You know I'm right. I'm, that, I, I'm not. I, I'm impartial. I am not as ingrained into the Halloween fandom than others are, but I, I, I hear it from other sides uh, of that conversation. We'll have often. to get James. I feel like I'm hearing James behind you in some I, I way. I wonder if he's into those kinds of movies. I'll ask him. I I, I got to catch up with him. I'll ask. Uh, but anyway, just he, to... He uh, just call us all fucking nerds anyway. So that's yeah, he will. But, uh, yeah. Hypocrite. Um, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, True. We're going to go ahead and uh, run right in. I mean, uh, yeah. not a whole lot of news. We we had apparently a very uneventful state of play. Um, mm-hmm. PlayStation 5s are still dog shit hard to get, mm-hmm. and it's stupid. Um, and, and then Sony was just like, oh man, how come we've only moved like 1.34 million units and like Microsoft's moving like, uh, eight. W- what's up with that? I, because it doesn't feel like a black market deal to fucking buy one that like no. you can do it. Um, like I, I, the galaxy brain take on that, but I digress. Uh, Andrew, Sean, and myself have been playing, uh, a, a slew of new games that we'd love to mm-hmm. talk to you guys about for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. So we're going to go ahead and do that before we cap off and wish you all a happy, safe uh, Halloween. And if you do find a candy that's fucking giving you edibles, tell your friends. It doesn't exist. We all would like to know, please. Like, I'm kind of sick of hearing about it from NPR and everyone else who wants to fantasize this fucking make-believe scenario <laughs> where you get in... You getting that yeah. sweet doge in between your Oreo cookies? Fuck if that! If you're in a neighborhood that does that, you're in a good neighborhood because yeah, you know, smell we that have weed. People that find that we weed. don't have people that pass out candy here. They're all fucking stingy as hell. So, oh dude, no the 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 whole thing right here is trunk or treat, um and, yeah, and drive through. Yeah, trunk or treat and driving through Ooh, right now. A drive through sounds interesting. I like that concept. Yeah, it's just a a train of cars going through like homes that are doing the um. I don't know the technical term for it, but it's a pole with a bag at the end where they're literally just putting the candy they're giving out. The kids reach into the bag to grab the candy, and then they pull the pole back. So it's like the reverse end of a collection plate at a church. So, they have like a like, claw or something to use to yeah. grab the candy? Or, okay. No, no, no. Ah. They, they reach ah. into the bag, like the kids. The kids hang out of the car window, uh-huh. reach into the bag that's at the end of this pole that's being held by the homeowners that are giving away the candy. And then they stand, they pull it back, they reload, and then they serve the next car. I was gonna say with that claw, oh, okay. with that claw toast, I feel like you just invented something that could be really big in the next few years. I like it. Yeah, I like, think that those come back in a big way. That's some Wally shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that uh, Pandora's box also, behind. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. off yeah sean i'm 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 throwing at sean i I need to hear his 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 sweet sultry voice sean what is in your console buddy 
Well, I guess I will start with the big one. Um, I have uh, in the midst, actually it was before um, all of this Activision Blizzard horseshit that's been happening <laughs> really kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I man, just, yeah, and that, and that sweet arbitration nonsense that Kodak kicked off. What was I it, was going to say, yeah, 66K, so he can at least afford the down payment on his yacht. So, probably. Yeah, but I'm sure he has multiples. Well, to make a long story short, though, um, I jumped on the Final Fantasy XIV train, uh, got my ass to Eorzea, as I want to say you both uh, have been telling me to do for some time, but I've just been like shrugging my shoulders and basically telling Def- folks, like, eh. We've been yeah. selling the praises of 11. I need to go to 14. I've only, like, mm-hmm. level yeah, 5. It's, it's mostly been Ed. Ed's been really, like, the big proponent on 14, and, and for good reason. Like, he's... I think he's oh, yeah. crushed a lot of that content already. Yeah. Yeah, but we want to oh, yeah. we're trying to we're pl- we're we're right there with you. We're trying to in fact, you're I'd imagine just based on what you have to say, you're you're already further down the lane than we are. We want to get in on the fun and play catch up. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm already uh actually I'm just about past uh I'm in the post content for uh, Endwalker now or, or not the post content, the pre-content for Endwalker mm-hmm. and the post content for Shadowbringers. So Huh, so what level are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am the full 80. You're the full 80. Uh-huh. Do you mind if I ask how much time you've invested in this game, if you were to give a rough estimate? Oh, good lord. Um, if I had to guess, each expansion with the main story quest line. So that's about four... Ex- okay, let me think about this. So Heaven's Ward, Stormblood, plus Shadowbringers. This might even be uh, under underguesstimate but with the three expansions alone probably about 120 hours plus maybe 30 to 60 hours for realm reborn i damn i might be you know, way it, off with that but it, it sounds like a lot it does and i'm like wrapping up my like lost judgment uh review that i'm trying to get published uh and i and i put like 51 hours in that fucking game and i don't even know how and i'm i'm not even like finished with all the content so in hindsight i mean i guess that isn't a lot Oh, and after um, the first like six hours, like at least for me, it just it flies by. Like, mm-hmm. and each expansion, like so, unlike unlike my time with WoW, where every game was subsequently just kind of a little worse, except for Legion. Legion was amazing, but it, it's almost like the opposite. Where Realm Reborn, it's like, ah, uh, you know, this is this is pretty good. It's 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 better than 1.0 could have ever hoped to be with all the lag and the issues and everything else. We're just not going to talk about for the moment, but. Um, no, it does the opposite. Like each expansion is just that much better than the last, and uh, it's kind of making me nervous at the same time too. In a sense, that's like I know how people get when they're thinking like, "Oh, this thing that's coming out is going to be like the greatest of all time." Then, and then expectations are shattered. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm personally really excited just for Endwalker going forward. Um, What are what are your jobs and 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 kudos to like get to where you are already before it hits like that's that's a you know that's a tough goal to have yeah especially getting Um, into it you know as as far along as you did but my uh 80 so my two biggest jobs right now i have a uh, 76 dancer um which i just i mean you start that at 60 so that's really not that difficult um i'm also working on getting a, a dragoon to 50 but my uh my 80 boy i mean it's all the same character that's that's another thing too but it's just so easy to just do multiple jobs as opposed to just like making multiple characters like like I've been used to. But uh, Dark Knight is my eighty. Uh, 
and it's just always been a character class. Like even since like, I mean, I'm a Final Fantasy four kid, like tried and true, and so I just could not say no to getting to be a Dark Knight in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's kind of like my own personal homage to Cecil Harvey before he became a glistening pally boy. Um, I going. I'm going purely off eleven because eleven. Uh, I I main pretty hard like a red mage ninja. Um, because mm. I I'm fairly certain fourteen has the same system where you can do a sub job that supports the main job. Uh, it's a little different. Um, I think so... it's it all still based on the weapon that you're using. Yeah, so it's the job. Okay. Yeah, it's based on the weapon. And so, so what I did was, and and I didn't know this, but you could, I I could have played any class and started because uh, Dark Knight started at thirty. But what I did huh. was I started as a marauder, and then the marauder eventually became a warrior, and the warrior is like its own thing up to the end. But and sometimes they have classes that that branch off basically. Um, and I don't know if that's how it was in eleven, because when you say a subclass, I'm guess it, it sounds like you had kind of like a you hybrid. Got... No, you got jobs. So at yeah, some point when yeah. you okay, eleven is wait like basically, I I get just from what I do like as a spectator looking at fourteen and just even Ed Ed like I don't think we can give him money at this point to go back to eleven. Um, mm, no, but too far gone. Uh, yeah. No, but like it it was tedious and where like you would. Level up to a certain extent. Leveling is far more easier than it ever was back in the day. But back in the day, it was a investment. Like that's what I've heard. Yeah, dude. Like the fact that you've done so much in such a short amount of time. Like I'll I'll, I'll say this. Um, in eleven, I have put uh ninety days worth of hours. That's how the game counts it. Oh, wow. and I I did not max a single level. So Jeez. that tells you because what you do is you 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 level a main job to around 18 and then you do uh, a main quest that allows you to then uh essentially uh put a second job but when you then combo the job and you're still leveling you're only leveling the main job and then your second job is going to be half of the main so for example let's say i had um a level 20 red mage and a level 20 ninja mm-hmm. so I can go up to where as I'm level 20 red mage, then my sub is level 10 because that's within the range that I leveled. But at some point, if I kept leveling my red mage and outpacing it, that at, at like basically if I hit level 43 red mage, my ninja would still remain at 20 because that's the max half of, you know, 43 being more. So I'd have to switch my jobs and then go back and then level Ninja so that it can properly supplement and max out the half of... uh, Basically, it can max out its full potential to properly sub my main job. So you have to level each job individually, and it's a very painstaking process, especially if you're doing like some of the more nuanced jobs. Like Dancer, people fucking... Dancers could get into any party. They create incredible support spells like with like the techniques and uh they also cast various uh buffs and healing so they could do all of that like they are basically they were they were just a weaker red mage but red mage had some of those benefits plus it had the benefits to uh debuff uh enemies and it could do black mage stuff and it also had some of like it was an all-rounder in a way that worked and then you sub that with something like ninja like uh, a tank heavy class 
and you have somebody that can like keep up with you and like be responsible for doing other shit and worst case scenario even be a backup healer so the but jobs like... yeah so the jobs are basically divided based on dps tank and heals um and yeah there are other like there are still like dps like case in point like you said with red mages uh those are big for like helping out in terms of uh the like if one of the other healers dies um they're good for the resurrection yeah really no handy. yeah no at some point when you um cat when you level up with red mage to a certain extent like they have uh auto res and i believe they also have a really unique um ability that comes with them when they hit level 40 to and i don't remember the name of the technique but uh the you can switch your hp pool and your mana pool you can only do it once every four hours but if you're in a in a tight spot and like you were completely out of MP, but you were fine health wise, you can swap it as long as you didn't put yourself in a situation near death, and then you can keep spamming spells. Um, and that was also really helpful for a pinch. Um, but yeah, eleven was pretty harrowing, and like it it just took a lot of coordination. But now, like, fuck, dude, fourteen straight up has cues for you to log in. So now I'm just like, fuck, man, I really want to get into this. It's just fourteen's it, cross. Play? So they're they're working on uh, merging the servers and some there's there's gotcha. going to be some okay. yeah there's going to be some kind of cross road play currently there's not um, oh, okay and so it's uh, which I think they need to get that because I think that would really make that more accessible because I will say fourteen from a graphical standpoint I don't know can run on a lot of PCs like you have to have a pretty beefy setup to run it uh, and I know on like PS4. It's okay, but like, who wants to play on a console? You know, but I, I'm like, gonna play it on a console, motherfuckers. I'm gonna play I've it on a pro. I've heard it's good on even it, PS4. I, like, I've, I know it's fine I on pro. It, I want to say PS3. Was it on PS3 before the four? No, or am I just like imagining it, that? Okay, you're yeah. That was it at came some out on point. Four. I played it on a console, so it must have been four. Okay, yeah. Um, and then it it's it is PS4 Pro enhanced now, and it and it mm. works fine. It. It animates just fine at 60 frames. It, like, it looks good on on Pro Enhance. Like, even then, like, I threw it in. But, like, I... Oh, dude, I'm on, like, that, like, core base content for Realm Reborn. Like, but, man, just... It's insane to me, the glow-up. Like, we... Mm -hmm. So, we're, like, I would say three years as a whole. Like, the, like... Press pause radio, the podcast, everything. We're about, I would say, three years older, maybe, or two years older than Final Fantasy XIV in general. And mm -hmm. the fucking glow up, the transformation, the, uh, <sighs> like, dude, you can go back. I mean, I remember playing 1.0. Yeah. On PC. And it was a different time. <laughs> Holy just, shit. <laughs> yeah. To now, to where, like, you how the mighty have fallen but i mean deservedly in a lot of regards and now like you see 14 like really commanding uh just just a lot of space on in in the mmo front but well, also it's MMOs... because honestly like they they put the work in they fixed it like no oh, other yeah. place would have like cuz i think there's been a lot of companies and developers and publishers came and went saying we're going to fix it you know we're going to make it work like I'm thinking of like EA with like um shit, what was the space one they Anthem? just had that Anthem. And they kept on swearing up and down, we're gonna fix it, we're gonna make it work, and then they said, nah, fuck it, never mind, it's not it's not worth it. Like Square Enix, like they they put the like what almost two years worth of like redoing it in yeah. 
and, yep. and actually brought it back. I mean, like you have to respect that. Like they, they knew it was worth the time and the effort and they're, you know, it's paying off in dividends for them now because they did do the uh, work and put it in and, and, you know, did the hard thing. They could have easily just scrapped and said, fuck it. I mean, I'm thinking <laughs> you know? of a lot of like Guild Wars to the point where like Guild Wars, yeah. I believe even had like a second, like a sequel, just like they, they went the like, that was destiny before destiny. Um, right, yeah. and even then, like it, it did not last long. Um, I mean, I think it's still active, it's, it's but still it's still out. It, it's just not at the level that, you know, some of these other MMOs are. No. I, I mean, yeah. it's still very much a crowded space. So you really mm. have to have something different to bring to the table or, or something good, you know, to really capture people's attention. But in summary, though, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, maybe I've gotten a little carried away. COVID has definitely um, given me more spare time. Uh, mm-hmm. Three quarters of the people who I know in my life are, and still rightfully so, um, not comfortable going out in public with with people. So, yeah. hey, um, that, I mean, and that's totally understandable. I mean, we we definitely had to say no to a lot of uh, Halloween events um, yeah. and just be like I'm, I'm sorry no and like bro we're we're coming up on um our booster schedule but we're not getting it it's operating just like before where sure. it's it's kind of you know immuno uh, seniors immunocompromised and like the priority of who gets what and like mm-hmm. we 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 finally just got the go ahead from the day job to work back from home again like today was our last day at the office so oh, wow I'm I'm looking forward to it, but like. Well, I'm glad you're going back then, because my mm-hmm. uh, mine was in August actually. <laughs> but. Oh um, no, we got we got ours like in May, um. So we're like we're around that like whatever they gave to everyone has about a shelf life of six to seven months. So we we know we're in that um time frame to get a booster, and I believe yeah. like Moderna people, uh, are like currently in, in the running Moderna and J&J but uh, like Pfizer is still kind of a it, it's still like really weird I don't know it it's mm-hmm. just uh, anyway I say I, I, I had Pfizer yeah. and they haven't said anything to me about it yet so yep yeah, yeah. We're, we're just waiting on the yep. Walgreens update but so uh, I guess in synopsis, uh, fi- Final Fantasy fourteen. So I guess we'll, it's uh, good. It, it, it's, yeah. it's what you need in twenty twenty one, and I'm glad yes, that you have it. It is. It is what we all need in twenty twenty one. How how hard has it been? If you don't mind me asking, yeah. I'd imagine not hard considering the hours and the progress you've made, and plus again the the traffic that I've seen and the fact that there are queues just to log in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how hard is it to look for a party or find a party? It is extremely easy, and actually, so, and it depends on your class. I mean, if I'm I'm a tank class on main, so that usually takes like less than five minutes uh, in most cases. DPS, even though it's like five, maybe fifteen minutes at the most, depending on the actual uh, duty run. Um, duty being dungeon, I suppose, but uh, for folks who just have never touched the game or know what's going on with it exactly, but. Uh, one thing, like I was as a uh, as a WoW refugee, as as some of us like to call ourselves, um, I was extremely extremely paranoid with queuing up for just anything with complete strangers because the WoW environment, as you may or may not be very well aware, it's got a lot of issues with community toxicity. Like, I mean, everything from a seemingly innocent chat command slash spit just being used to basically score on people to 
people just going completely off the rails and being like, well, why aren't you, you know, you're pulling like a, a fucking jackass. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm churching it up even had, with that, but yeah, 11 had some of its share of that sometimes. Like there are a lot of auto translate, um, functions mm-hmm. that you'd use because of the, um, like the, the big, uh, margin of, of Japanese players versus Western players. So, um, uh, there was a lot of short speak where you would use the auto translate terms, and like I don't know how many times we saw bastard sword get thrown around. Um, oh, yeah, so like no, I I feel you there. Um, but yeah, looking for a party was a pain in eleven. I don't know. You're I, I was I it does it's not taking much convincing. It's just the finding the time. But I, I I fucking I'm afraid that once I do find the time, that it it will have a grip. So I don't know. Kind of wanna. Kind of want to get my house in order, so to speak, before like I jump in. But I am I am yeah. tempted to jump in and at least set up like a night a week. We we kind of already like fell back into the rabbit hole of Pokemon Go, and uh... we're catching up with there. So, um, but yeah, aside from Final Fantasy fourteen, um, anything else you've been playing? So I got the. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't go for the limited run purchase, but I might still keep an eye on it. But uh, Quake got a digital remaster like the original quake from like 96 (laughs) and it is really well done uh and the game itself actually still so i got it on the switch uh because i i don't know i just for some reason i felt like it would be uh, fun to play potentially portable and i haven't bought a steam deck so (laughs) but uh it's it really holds up well. I mean, it's for anybody who's actually played Quake, like it's, uh, you know, compared to a lot of other shooters out there, it's, it's going to be super basic. Like it's, you know, from id back in the day. So it's got a lot of similar mechanics to doom where it's like, you just, you run in, you search for ammo, you search for your weapons and you just blast the shit out of whatever you can, depending on the difficulty. So. Right. But and as is far it as the one before... doing this remaster or. So I'm trying to remember who actually. Cause, cause isn't oh, it, so isn't it, it isn't it still under the umbrella of Bethesda? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Bethesda would be like a, it'd be a Microsoft joint. That's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah, Bethesda's the publisher. Yeah. So I think this was one of those um, was it like a commitment projects. they had prior to. Yes. And, gotcha. Okay. Um, and oh man, if it's anything like the well, I I believe they patched it out, but I remember when they re-released a lot of the older Dooms that like the fucking requirement to sign into Bethesda network. Uh, was a uh, a kick in the genitals, and I believe Quake had like similar issues. But I think they, mm. after like massive public outcry and, and criticism, uh, that Bethesda worked towards getting that patched out. So, um, I imagine especially wasn't it, since... what, what, wasn't it they just got rid of like games for Windows on a Fallout game or something? Like they just got rid of it now, like recently. Oh God, yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of <laughs> fucked, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. Nothing's more fucked than that shitty Far Cry 6 email that, like, and I'm sure I, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned something, so I'm, I'm sure we'll hear I, from it. Yeah, I've been playing it, so I'm sure I haven't got the email yet. I guess if I, if I falter at all, then they will come for me. Um, but as far as performance, like, because um, I forget, I believe that you're like me where you play your Switch mostly docked, right? I do, yeah. Have have you checked how well it runs in terms of, um, just playing it in portable? Like, does it drop a lot of frames? Is the 
uh, draw distance, like drastically short. You know, actually, and maybe I just have too crappy of a TV, but uh, honestly, some of the games and also this Quake remaster being one of them, some games on my Switch have actually looked better on the Switch uh, on the Switch screen itself, or at least more clear to a certain degree. And I haven't had huh. any issues. Mm. Uh, I mean, is it like a cloud-based thing? Like, I know a lot of these bigger games are all, like, kind of pulling from the cloud when you play them. I'd have to double-check on that one. Um, yeah, because I know, like, with, like Witcher, yeah. like, some of these, like, like bigger games, like, like pull That's from, a like, new the cloud. thing, though, right? Cause, okay, like, gotcha. Yeah, because, like, before, what it would be is it would just park... It would use up all the the stock storage and in, in memory mm-hmm. on your Switch, and then it would be like, hey, we're going to have to park some more on an SD card, so make sure you have this much space. And then that alone, and, and just depending on your SD card and whether or not you had a good one that had a good transfer speed or rate, I, I think at some point a lot of people just now switch entirely over to cloud, which again is dependent on a lot of factors as far as your, your network connection and reliability, but... Um, is still a far more optimal method versus the original. So the cloud thing is new. I do mm. know that fucking uh, the first two Kingdom Hearts that are being re-released are entirely going to be cloud-based. So I'm, I'm uh-huh. so curious to see how that works. Um, but huh. three, they're going to be able to um, re-release natively and uh, fully on the Switch cart. I think it just has to do with the fact that, like, all the assets were completely repurposed and used a lot of uh, stuff that unfortunately goes beyond the uh, Switch's reach, but 3 was completely developed in Unity, so that'll be easier for them to parse for the Switch. Um, that That is still going to be a very interesting, and I don't even know whether or not it, it's even necessary, but fuck it, sure. Um, uh, that, that whole... In- uh, endeavor um i've quake is weird quake is definitely like me personally it, it falls in the cracks because like like i think id i go doom and then i go hexen mm-hmm. uh and then uh i i think uh my my biggest uh quake arena for dreamcast is like my biggest exposure to to the property aside from that like I oh Quake Arena like, was solid and that had a huge fan base too. Like there oh, was yeah. that was solid competition again. I mean the the big three I like to refer to them back in the day was yeah basically Counter Strike was probably the most popular um, Unreal Tournament and uh, Quake Three Arena. Yeah, and then even then, like I believe Unreal kind of like at at some point took the reins on that, and then even like some like dude. Uh, I don't remember which Japanese developer did it, but it's also in the Dreamcast. Um, and it, it had a very similar vibe to... It was actually like a, a Japanese dumpster baby of Unreal and Quake. It was called Outtriga. Outtriga. Um, and it's super fun. Huh. I definitely recommend anybody grabbing it, but I'm fairly certain it's pricey on the aftermarket. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. I I kind of just fell off. Uh, of all that, and then more or less, even with Doom Three and some of the other more edgy first-person shooters from ID, um, kind of, I, I haven't really found myself uh, all that much nostalgic for it. Aside from, like, just the the rebooted efforts with Doom, and then making me revisit like old Doom, like the one Doom that I wanted to really revisit because I 
I never played it, and then it wasn't until somebody like talked to me about it, it was Doom 64, because I honestly thought it was a port, and it's just, it's a whole-ass original game. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I will say that uh, some brilliant people in the modding community uh, have... I think I had... Did you give me Doom 64? Me? I don't know, maybe. I want, I want to say I have that, and I don't know how I got it, unless you, you sent it to me. <laughs> I, I think it was a joke. I, I, th- I kind of okay because I don't know how I have. It. I was like, I have that. I was like, why do I have that? <laughs> um, I kind of vaguely remember that because it was a, a okay joke unrelated to something else. Um, it's because he heard you'd weird. played one through sixty three and wanted you to yeah, try dude, 64. that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> fucking god damn it! Uh, yeah. I'll never forget that. Jesus. Um, it's like your capstone say? story. Anyway. <laughs> dude, just. I, I don't know. I can only imagine the weird, wacky realm that retail is since I've left it. I, I imagine it's much worse. But like, I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, somebody is completely remaking and patching um, Doom for the 32X and making like doing a bunch of quality life improvements and basically fixing that. all the con- dude. And it's insane. It it honestly it beats the Jaguar port. And I don't even, I mean, just only because of the fact that it has music, um, but like it, it plays, it, it's on par with the Jaguar port. It's mind boggling. Um, so I, I definitely recommend anybody with an EverDrive and a 32X that's got one handy. Um, the port, uh, the patched, uh, ROM is, uh, for the most part readily available. If not, at the very least you can get the patch, um, and, and kind of fuck with it yourself. You got a spare Doom cart, maybe you want to like really take for a ride. I mean, I, I recommend it. it. It it's added all the content and some of the cut levels um, that like like all the extra stuff that Doom Two even had. It threw in. It it's it's a fucking impressive mod. Um, but yeah, I I'll, I if if given the opportunity, I wouldn't mind jumping back into Quake. Um, well, it might because... come out uh, might come out to uh, Best Buy's uh, as the post release for limited run because they had their uh, pre sale for physical copies and well, I mean you know how they do that whole thing, so I yeah. I just keep your eye out and keep your eye open. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's already on Games Pass, um, which I might actually give it a quick gander, um, kind of check that out. I mean, um, I the the only old first-person shooter I got into for a, a little bit, but I had to set down with Power Slave for um, Saturn, which um, funny enough, um, the people who did Power Slave for uh, Dreamcast, I believe like they were so, uh, Sega was so impressed that they went on to um, do Quake 4 Saturn, um, that port. So, hmm. uh Lots of lots of stuff to unpack there that I'm sure we'll be able to do on another um, episode. But um, I'm happy that like the, that the game at least functions well in a portable. Like that that's the one thing. It's it's funny that like Andrew and everybody plays it portable, and I and I feel like there are so many concessions and compromises in Switch games in portable mode that like I keep mine docked a lot of the time. So I'm gonna pass the torch on my what's in your console because. Uh... I've also been playing Breath of the Wild, but that's still a work in the progress for me, anyway. So that, that's, that, it, that's the way it is for everybody I'm, too. I'm, I'm saving that. So um, the last thing yeah. I'll say about Quake is, whatever you do, don't fire the lightning gun when you're in the water. It's very realistic in terms of the yes. effect. <laughs> you will Works die, as described. <laughs> yes, it's it's impressive. It, it's really yeah, state of the art there. Anyway, 
Uh, I am passing my torch. Which which one do you wanna you wanna round it off, bud, or do you wanna go next? I I'll grab it because mine mine's pretty brief. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So the aforementioned Far Cry we kind of discussed with the email thing. Um, it's Far Cry. Like they're not reinventing <laughs> the wheel. Like if you played a Far Cry game since two, actually you know what? Fuck it. Two was kind of crazy. I'd say since three. If you played a Far Cry game since three, it's more of the same. But Outposts, there's nothing big open world. Right? Yeah, yeah. Doing various jobs, liberating specific areas of the map. Like, it's, it, it, I've only played up through most of the quick looks and, like, some of the early playthroughs of that game before it released. So, I got my first pet, which was the alligator. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stuff like that's fun. Like, I mean, and, and the weapons are kind of unique. Like, I like how they're kind of like, the, the weapon system is a little bit more advanced, I think, than in games past. To where you can kind of maybe more tailor fit them to your style of play, which I appreciated. And I think that there's more flexibility in how you approach certain situations. It's not a very... I mean, Far Cry's never been a linear experience, but I've always felt like there's a way to play the game to be most effective. And I think that they're they're taking some cues from... Um, it wasn't... What was this, like the weird expansion? Far Cry 5 had a, like an expansion. Far Cry something i can't remember the name of it hmm. um, i i don be, something don new don I'll, I'll tell you right now maybe um, <laughs> four uh like had my attention and then mm. i i tuned the fuck out with five i was not a fan of the uh, oh sure yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah 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 that makes sense of course of course but um six and giancarlo esposito um kinda... which i'm i know his body of work but i'm not familiar with it so that doesn't really sway me one way or another um it's not a selling point for me i guess uh but you know i mean it's not bad i'm playing on the ps5 it's been running really good um like there, there's some fun stuff there, you know, and uh, I'll be interested to see what the DLC schedule is looking like for that. Cause I know they've planned to bring back villains from the past three games and incorporate them into the game in some kind of DLC content. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's not bad. I I kind of want to shake it off though because I'm 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 really wanting to play some newer stuff coming out, but I really want to commit myself to playing games as I get them because I tend to get a game and then not touch it and it sits on my shelf. Um, see also my purchased copies of Ratchet and Clank and Returnal that I still haven't yeah. really touched since they came out uh, amongst other games um, so I'll probably get back to that but a game I've been playing a lot of and really thoroughly enjoying is a game called Back for Blood which is by I think it's Turtle Rock it is right? still Turtle Rock right? yeah. it, so, it is so Turtle Rock developers of Left 4 Dead 2 Definitely a spiritual successor to those uh, franchise of games. And although the deck system is something that is still confusing to me, and and there's a lot of depth into that that I really don't want to invest a lot of time in because I just don't understand it. Uh, man, that game, that is Left 4 Dead-ass Left 4 Dead. And it is the most fun I've had playing with other people in a very long time. 
that is like a co-op game that you can really sit down and play with some friends, have a good time, feel like you accomplished something, and then, you know, go back to it when you can. Like, there's not a lot of commitment necessary to that game, you know? Um, you just jump in and play and have fun, and it's it's just like how Left 4 Dead was for us back on the 360. Like, super, super enjoyed it. I played it with James, uh, his Oh, wife, we all Dana. played it together. We played we played Left 4 Dead 2 quite a bit. Oh, back in the day. We well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying now, like James and Dana and some of the people I was playing D and D with. Like this is the first time I've had a game co-op. I have thing it with installed. Them I have in it a long time. We, we really I, need to jump in and play. I think yeah. you would really dig it. We had a lot I, of fun. Oh yeah, dude. Like fucking, I I've been looking for something too to kind of like because I, I miss that like just easy like just that popcorn experience of just like having fun, but even just doing that with some friends, especially yes, uh, in a climate right now where like it, it's, that's definitely a, a challenge to do. And yeah, I, oh yeah, do you know, we'll, we'll definitely have to arrange a, a play yeah. date. Um, I so, just so, find so, it. Okay. Well, no, I was going to ask, um, cause this is one thing I'm really confused about. Um, okay. that's kind of been like swaying me maybe to check out six. Six is an entirely original story that you can, um, uh, formulate the, the, the whole vibe that I got from six. And I don't think it, I, I was, I'm right is I thought that the little boy was supposed to be like the, uh, the, the essentially the origin of Far Cry three's, uh, villains, they, um, they, origin. They allude to that. Not okay. in the game. That was just fan speculation. I've not gone enough in the game to know that, and I don't know soft as like canon. But that was a lot of the speculation by fans early on. But no one ever really came out and said one way or the other if that was okay. true or not. I and have that's... not dug into it enough to know if that's what the case is. But the way it feels is it's like they keep on saying that it's a city like stuck in time like it's current time but the city itself is like stuck in whatever time the revolutions had happened and like they just stayed that way like i would assume very much how like people thought maybe cuba was during the revolution and and how it kind of it kind of stayed the same even though the world kind of like changed around it um so i mean that might be them just trying to like a cop out that it's not actually set in like, you know, years past where that would be an origin story for him as a child. Um, yeah, I, I know early on in the game, and I won't spoil too much because I know it's in a lot of the, like, early looks of the game before it came out. Uh, his son has wanted nothing to do with his father. Like, he's very much trying to escape that life. And his father, like, refuses to do so because his father basically says, like, you will inherit this. Like, this is for you. You know, like like, what I'm doing is for you and for your reign. You know, so he's very much in a position where he doesn't want this, but he's being forced oh, into it. Because, um, like, Michael so. Mando and Giancarlo Esposito, like, Michael Mando, the voice of Voss Montenegro, is also a character mm. in Better Call Saul, which is the prequel to mm. Breaking Bad, where Giancarlo plays a, a major character. And they're gotcha. actually, they're also playing, they also do stuff. So it's just seeing two Far Cry Whoa. villains. And, and also, like I said, with the with, with the planned DLC of it bringing back previous villains from the other games, it you know I would not be surprised if that's what they're going. I for. that I, that's what I that for when sure. you said that I'm just like that that just sparks my because like yeah three was the only one that was just like this is dope this is fucking like Far Cry is mm-hmm. my shit and then four got like really weird um and I wasn't and, like 
the the cool thing about the game is there's a lot of callbacks to other Far Cry games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely like revels in the fact that like there's been a lot of these like games before it, and they kind of use those as Easter eggs throughout the game. And they even do the the tried and true. And I won't spoil it, but in games past, you could beat the game mm. pretty quickly, pretty early on, and and that does continue from what I hear. So, okay, fun. Uh, there, there, uh, there's some fun things involved, uh, but yeah, I mean, I like I said, I I don't mind it. Um, it, it's been okay. It's been a nice like t- time waster kind of a thing uh, when I do have time to play. But back for blood, if I'm gonna invest any time in playing it's hopefully coordinating with people to play that because i i really have enjoyed it um and you it's got tough. the access like, to like, the it, beta too and i'm like i did yeah um i'm not sure who i think you passed that off to yeah, me from I, someone which was exciting because i played on a pc that could not run it and it still played okay and then i upgraded my pc and now it runs very well so to see it on both sides of that like from a performance standpoint you can still play this on a lot of different setups and the crossplay features are nice because all you need is like your little individual like gamer name in Back for Blood and you can like crossplay with other platforms. So like I'm playing huh. on PC, uh James and Dana were playing on PS4, we had a few other friends playing on Xbox and it all works. Wow. I dude, all right, chat, I really got to jump well, in. Well, and because the cool good, thing so. is that they let you chat in game chat is in game not based on like your xbox live your playstation network you know whatever the case may be because i honestly thought when we were playing i was like we're gonna have to figure out some like discord thing to do like how are we gonna chat nope it is built into the game works well i wonder how turtle rock pulled that off i man i don't know but i think they they knew from the ground up this was a game that was gonna be played on uh, a lot of different platforms and they planned accordingly for that so and we've we've shit. not really had we've we've not really had a lot of hiccups either. Like it's been pretty good. Like you know, like the servers have been decent. Like we've not really had many hiccups um, that I can recall. And the game is tough. Like you'll play it and you're thinking, man, I thought witches were a big deal back when we played Left 4 Dead. Now some of these like special infected or mutated or whatever they're called in this game, um, I think they're called like Forsaken or something like that. Uh, they're tough. It really gets to be kind of a grind if you're not very well coordinated. Um, but it's still it's still same dynamics for for people going out, uh, essentially going through mm-hmm. a course in. Um, yep. And and and, and, and the map the mapping might be somewhat linear, but the like outbreaks and the mechanics of like a playthrough are are always uh, based on the card system. So you're dealt cards. Uh, basically, they're called like corruption cards. As you okay. start matches, and those will affect the like the outcome of like okay, if there's going to be like you know there's these crows around, and if you alert them, they will trigger a horde, or you know you'll have more. Oh, so they'll they'll be just modifiers, basically like modifiers, okay. but but on, but on both ends, on on offensive and defensive. So if you're You'll have modifiers that you can use for your team. Increased ammo. Are the Forsaken uh, human controlled or can be? I think there is a mode that does that. We've not played that part. We've only been sticking with the this campaign. Is some, this is just them doing Evolve again. Like, that's all I'm thinking. Mm, like, But 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 not the focus. Evolve very yeah. much was that was the focus of the gameplay. And if that isn't solid, there's no game. This is what happened with Evolve. No yeah. one wanted to play as like the... 
you know, the the hunters. The humans. Yeah. Uh, so they just, they, yeah, the whole the whole concept is flawed because you don't want to play as the other side. Um, so it's an optional thing in, in Back for Blood. The the campaign is kind of the focus, and it's it's a campaign quote unquote. But there's enough there to feel like you're progressing through a story of some sort. There's some cutscenes. Okay, so it's way um, more like expanded that. than something like Left for Dead, where yes, you're just doing scenarios. Yes. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, like there's more of a a story there if you want to indulge in that. Um, but yeah, you can jump in and have a lot of fun, and and, and they always tote that. You know, no two playthroughs are the same, and there's there's truth to that. Like the scenarios are always changing in some degrees. Uh, but yeah, very accessible, um, very like I said, co-op friendly. Uh, have been enjoying the hell out of it. I I would highly recommend it. I think that there's a lot of titles that have come out in the last six months, and um, you know, it's hard to invest money in one. You know, especially nowadays, like you really have to make your your money stretch if you're gonna buy a game. Like you can't just Buy a sixty dollar game off the shelf, and, and you know, if it's a if it's a dud, then you're you're hosed. Like you really have to spend your money wisely nowadays on games. And I think that's a very good investment. If I had to recommend one, um, I've been very happy with it so far. And not even an investment per se, because if you have Game Pass, you got it day one. Yeah, I have it. It's and installed. I like crazy. It's that's on my. Crazy. It's on the digital version of said shelf. I, <laughs> like I, I I would have bought that. Knowing what I know now, I would have gladly paid for it. So it has, like, absolutely Game... made my Game will... Pass investment worth it. I I will I will renew the fuck out of Games Pass every from here yeah. on out. Like it is yeah. well worth it. It is absolutely For, like Forza's on the horizon. Horizon, like man. I'm not sure that. Did you, did you, did you but... try? Did you do that on purpose? Did you do that to make up for Ed? Because you didn't even catch it, did you? I didn't. No. Forza is on the horizon. Are you kidding me? Oh fuck, man! I didn't even try. God, he's like he's just kind of he's just yeah. His presence is just felt. Yeah, um, you don't even know it's happening until it's already coming. No away. joke. If so, like mm-hmm. selling you real quick, Sean. If we could, if we can get a fucking like a uh, a car wash like going, just so that way we can fucking buy you a Series S or Series X. Like by all means, I and like, I would say no. get an S. They're easier <laughs> to get, and that's what I have, and I have no issue other than the memory. the The storage is a concern, but other than that, I think the games operate and and are just as good. I mean, I have the exact as long as you're not running problem. it on like I'm fucking downloading like like willy nilly. I don't give a well, shit. Well, that, and and that's the problem I have right now. So half of my Game Pass library is either on PC or on my S. Honestly, like I have to kind of like split it. I'm Honestly, parsing though, it between my one X and my X. Give me, give me, I'd say between four to six months, and it could very well be possible. I go. mean, you'd be, yeah, but even then, like, also, like, just not to be entirely too biased, but the, just the fact that, again, you don't, you wouldn't have to go through the financial, uh, n- not even just the financial yoga, but the mental yoga, the the apprehensive practice of just like trying to fucking nail one down without it magically disappearing out of your shopping cart or, or fucking like meeting some sketch dude on offer up or Craigslist like or, or 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 like desperate soccer mom who's looking to make a quick buck because like she she thought like that this would be the next hit thing to make her money like after Bitcoin like you don't have to deal with any of that shit um, to get any one of these pieces of hardware it's like Microsoft has like Microsoft and vendors alike have somehow been able to like 
I, and like the demands there, I know like they're selling out. They're not selling out as uh, quickly as PlayStation Five, but I absolutely do not attribute that to lack of demand. It is absolutely just Microsoft, like somehow being able to manage the supply and the build and everything that they needed to with their next gen hardware versus Sony and the shit show that like the PlayStation Five has been in terms of availability. Mm-hmm. Um. But even just, like, in in terms of, like, return on investment, dude, I've been able to play so much and and spend so little. Like, the fact that the Series X came with Ultimate for the first year, like, Mm -hmm. alone, like, because I was already paying for it, and they're just like, oh, take a break. Like, you know, I mean, I'm going to have to pay for it back again, like, some point at, like, next July. Um, But the 20 bucks worth it just i i would almost argue that sean you got a beefy enough pc you might even be able to benefit from it on your pc yeah it, yeah, it's the, crossplay. the only thing that i'm missing is a better better gpu mm. i don't know i i think you, you what do you have a geforce yeah it's a uh oh man which one is it even I, I would even say if you had like a, like a 1060 or 1080, I think you could probably be decent. I would say, yeah. I would say like even then a, a majority, especially a lot of the indie stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway. But yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed Back for Blood. And I think it's been very fun. Uh, I'll briefly touch on the only other thing I played, which was I dove into, they had a four-hour, like, trial of writer's republic before it released and um i I played i was curious about it you know like i i I wanted to like steep um another ubisoft like extreme sport game and i just kind of like bounced off of it like i remember playing the betas and i was like this is kind of fun but yeah i just have not i don't have a lot of experience nor do i have a lot of desire to play a lot of those kinds of games like i think ssx tricky might have been the only like foray into those types of like snowboarding extreme sport games i really kind of got into with any kind of degree mm-hmm. and so it was a four-hour trial which was which was cool like i just wanted to try it out but i really actually end up coming out of it really enjoying it i don't think i'll buy it per se but i think if you want something that gave you like skiing snowboarding other like snow and and even bike based like sporting um it gives you a lot of options and it very much feels like a Forza Horizon approach to that. Like you can basically go anywhere on the map. You have little hubs where you can like, you know, compete in events. You can do tricks, you can do racing. Um, you can do like kind of like a bunch of like bullshit, like ride down a slope wearing a mascot costume and, you know, riding in a hot dog vendor bike thing. Like it just, like very like weird, silly kind, of, like gimmicky. Basically, stuff. Basically, fully punching down on the goofiness that Trials like kind of did here and there. Yes, well, the only downside Trial though. Fusion. Oh man, I loved the original Trials too. But the thing about it is, I felt like the tricks weren't the most like focal point of the experience. It's very much like the downhill racing, um, the like really like traversing these like very narrow and very dangerous obstacle courses almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I actually did dig it quite a bit. So I think if that's kind of your thing, if you're into snowboarding, biking, they have like jet packs that you race around in for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it was cool. Like, I think like 
it's Forza Horizon, but without like a engine. I mean, like, and that's the best way I could describe it. Like, I I thought it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. I was really kind of ready to write that game off just because I know Ubisoft's previous like forays into that type of game, uh, but came out of it like pretty decently surprised. Like, I would I would I'd play that if it was like forty bucks. I might actually buy it. I don't think I'll buy it at full price, but um, yeah, I'll was, have to I'll, okay. I'll have to give that again. That's another looky loo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get if you get like a demo kind of a deal, I, I would check it out. I, I I did enjoy it. Also, to answer the mystery, it's a 1050 Ti I'm running. 1050, yeah, yeah, I can you see can that totally, being decent, you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can even get some mileage out of fucking Games Pass on my PC, and like, mine's definitely showing its age. Mm. Um, like I'm I still have a setup that's running off of two graphics cards. Before like people are like, no, let's just make a one really good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like um uh anyway I get, together yeah oh dude yeah just like wonder twin powers activate fucking um yeah i all right i'll i'll try to keep things a bit brief but man i i've been playing a lot so um i also got in on some um uh some quick trial uh runs on uh halo infinite the multiplayer so yeah. uh, i'll, I'll I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, I, man, um, five for five was just like, uh, Titanfall. Yeah, we should do that. Um, it, it really had that vibe, but I, I really did appreciate the enhanced movement. Um, it, it definitely changed up, uh, some of the dynamics of, uh, close quarters combat and, and just evasion. Like it, you had basically, uh, you, you had more of a, uh, arsenal of of uh, techniques versus just like yes. a, a long moon jump and serpentine like but the other good uh, thing is that some of that stuff is not always available you have to choose to have that as part of your loadout like with the grappling hook yep grappling hook is not always like it doesn't come standard like you have to no. choose to like pick that up in the map and then if you want to utilize that for traversing you can but it's not like it's, and I'm gonna be optional. honest, I I could not like I I think it was just the fact that I was not in an environment and a a scenario where I could uh, comfortably familiarize myself with the grappling hook because it was actually not as intuitive as the trailer made it seem. I was kind of bummed. I so. I think I think if you can find the right positioning to use it, it can be. As, yeah, but, as effective as they show in the trailer. Like I definitely did have I moments where I was it running. I would hook and then kind of like swing myself around in a wide arc to kind of like bypass some some enemy fire. Like I definitely did have those kinds of like you said Titanfall traversal moments where I was like really doing some crazy shit. Really? Like, yeah, I think see, it's very I, doable. I did not have the same luck. Like I tried to do mm-hmm. like the, you know, trying to kind of go in there like sleek and smooth 360 no scope and yeah, yeah, and yeah. kind of like, you know, pick your pick your spots but like I I don't know what it was, but it was just not like either activating for me or doing so within a time frame to the point where like it it did not have the same reliability of mm-hmm. of just like old fashioned strafing and in doing so with a few more yeah. parkour moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the the speediness and overall pace, mm-hmm. like dude, the fastest, smoothest playing Halo experience I've ever had. Yes, like I, since and- Reach. But and also, I think a, a big credit to that is their maps. The yes. maps really lend themselves very well to, to like to that open aspect, and it feels like 
old Halo maps. It really feels like playing some like Halo 2 multiplayer, but on a bigger scale. And and it definitely brings in some like I I even felt like playing a lot of Destiny multiplayer. I got some Destiny kind of vibes from that multiplayer. Like it felt like the the weapons, the um different options of like ammunition and and, and you know just all that kind of felt very Destiny to me. Uh, the vehicles, you know, are all like incorporated very well. Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like they're it's almost like a less is more kind of approach. Like just make good maps, have multiple options to traverse those maps and then let people just go at it. And that's all you really need. I think the, the player base can create the excitement. They don't have to like have it like shoved down their throats. Like some of the other, like, like the halo five. Did you play a lot of halo five multiplayer? I, I did here and there, and I, I'm going to be honest. It just felt too, too much. There's too yeah, much was, going on. Yes, I absolutely agree. But, like, I I cannot um, stress how right you are about the maps because, it, like, mm-hmm. there's one map that really felt like a standoff from Halo 3 that was just so fun to play Capture the Flag. And Capture the Flag, like, just... Dude, some of the dynamics and, like, uh, some of the team play that you can coordinate, especially, like, the UI, I really want to applaud that. The UI and especially, Mm -hmm. like, um, there's, I don't remember the name of this mode, but I know it's something they, like, introduced in 5 where you're capturing just quadrants of territory on the map. Like, Mm -hmm. it it was, I never liked that mode. Um, I was either, like, Flag or Slayer, but... The some of the maps, especially with like uh uh the verticality, like there's a, one other map that they showed off in the beta um that um had a like a Middle Eastern like twang to its setup, but like it was very much like uh an indoor outdoor like a very complexy setup that that had a lot of verticality and stories it, it, and it had, it had almost like the wheel in the middle like Zanzibar did. Yes, like and some of the older Halo ones, yeah. Yeah, so like the the territory mode on that map, uh, like surprisingly fun, like surprisingly like like that it had moments of uh, essentially just like trying to make sure that you can stake your spot and and have those harrowing bits of defense just before you can run out the clock and kind of see like who was able to stake the most of like by the time um the match ran its clock. I I enjoyed it. I I will say mm-hmm. that. I haven't got, I just, I don't think I had the breathing room to like really, because me personally, like the way I play Halo, I like kind of messing around and getting familiar with just the the dynamics and overall ebb and flow of, of how it, it stages its uh, design in the campaign. And then yeah. kind of taking that and like, I, I always find that weird, like, I don't know what it is, like Gears of War. Um, any of its multiplayer betas that it had, like I very much got a feel for things right away. And I mean, to be fair though, it, it does, it didn't change much like from entry to entry, like the biggest departure of course being five. And that was in the campaign within itself that like, you know, you can't convey that in a beta, but um, with, with this and infinite, everything looked great it played great we mm-hmm. we like were able to have stable connections like the way it's being maintained and and just the curation and the behind the scenes um system like currently just running things and and to to that effect even the algorithm of matchmaking i 
I came away impressed. Like at first I wasn't yep. feeling it. Like I, I was a little overtly critical at first. I'm like, mm, I don't know how I'm feeling this, but I, I put some more time into it and just like, it took a few more matches to kind of really get the feel and just the overall performance and, and just the feel uh, definitely harkened back to, I, I would say peak halo when like mm-hmm. it definitely like commanded a space. So uh, yeah. I between that and then just some of the new footage and everything shown, like I I am so happy that Infinite got to be you know put in the oven a little longer. That's exactly what they should have done. I think that was the right call. Absolutely. Even like with uh, the new Craig reveals. Yeah, which, dude, he's a badass now. Holy shit! Hey, fuck, dude. Talk about he... talk about talk about glow ups. God damn. Um, but yeah, I I got to I got to play that. Uh, on mm-hmm. the retro side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to be quick. Um, I believe did I already talk about Demons of Astaburg on the on the previous show? Like I know I've talked to you offline about it. Is that the is that the new game? Yes, that like the new one they just Genesis made? game. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean hmm. I think I'm 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 still crafting a review for it. Um, definitely definitely like uh, playstyle wise, like I enjoyed it. It's a unique action adventure. It is way too long and deep like some of the levels absolutely go for fucking ever like in, in, in like uh some of the gimmicks that they exercise um definitely wear out their welcome but i i think the the biggest takeaway that i really enjoy are the boss fights um they've got like a, a weird dark souls feel to them which you know to say that in a game that is essentially paying homage to uh, stuff like, uh, th- th- I mean, the closest analog I think I can give is like Ghosts and Goblins meets, uh, fucking Blizzard's Blackthorn, and and I say that weirdly enough just because there there are some unique approaches that that definitely go above and beyond like hack and slash in in some of the spells and other moves that they use, but also, um, just uh, some of the uh, interactions that you would do from stage to stage, uh. I would I would say that like that's definitely the highlight of the game. I'm I'm still kind of bummed that like playing like honestly like I would recommend for you Sean like I know you would enjoy it. Play play it on the Switch. The the modern uh, releases uh, you just go through way less hassle. Like even then like uh, I I did not feel comfortable buying the cart just because the physical the the manufacturing of the physical cart itself. Uh, in the risk of the improperly beveled uh, chips that feed into the cartridge slot and the damage that can do to my Genesis. Um, and the Ooh, fact that, yeah, yeah it, nothing was properly beveled from, like, other, like, individuals kind of just making remarks and, like, just seeing um, the studio not, I, I, I think, taking the proper care to attention. And even then, like, because it's exploiting and really manipulating, like, the power of the Genesis, um the header ROM actually needs to be uh, updated uh, if you're running this outside of an emulator and you're running it into, like, a EverDrive using actual hard drive. Um, so, like, even then, there is some unfortunate graphical hiccups that are just completely unavoidable. That's what I'm doing. I'm just running the ROM that, like, I got into the EverDrive. Uh, I did. I opted not to get the physical copy because, like, I'm, I'm not about to go through another Genesis, especially when this one, like, I just finished all my expensive modding on it. Um, but I enjoy it, especially if anyone that's looking for like, you know, a, a, a sharp, sleek, colorful, like uh, arguably colorful, um, modern take on like 
Ghosts and Goblins meets Dark Souls with some like flair of other inspirations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend it, um, but the the biggest appeal for me was the fact that like it was made with original hardware and uh in in taking advantage of it on like the guy who still kicks that around um not impressed with how they rolled that out um other game i am super impressed with super bummed that it did not get its its due uh also insanely difficult to find on the second hand market um a uh game developed by penguinet uh the people who did zaku for the atari lynx uh, they did a game for the Atari 7800 called Ricky and Vicky, which is a super rad. Um, it, it's a very like bubble bobble, like stage to stage style game, like uh, Snow Brothers, bubble bobble and whatnot. Except instead of uh, killing all the enemies on screen to progress, you have keys that you have to collect to move on. And they're are essentially physics-based puzzles that you need to get around while still also working with your means to uh, either avoid or kill the enemies. Um, so because a lot of it involves boxes that you can pick up and throw, um, it, it becomes a physics puzzle, uh, physics-based puzzle that you uh, do with a companion. In this case, uh, Ricky and Vicky, the, uh, the, the fox couple that are um, currently trying to save their children who were kidnapped by the misery dragon. Um, this is definitely like so impressive in the fact that it uses, uh, it pushes the Atari 7800 to its limit. Um, but the, because the Atari 7800 had uh, poop from a butt uh, sound chips in it, it, it fucking like had to actually uh, develop its own proprietary sound chips that, hmm. that are actually adding, like, it, it is the, the hmm. best sounding thing you will ever plug into an Atari 7800. Um, but the game is also on Steam, and it's running a proprietary emulator that the developers did that basically take advantage of the sound chips. Uh, so I am mainly playing it on Steam. Um, it, the game, for example, I could extract the ROM and run it into any one of the flashcards for 7800, but because those flashcards are missing the uh proprietary sound chips uh the song uh, the the game will be uh silent it'll be muted uh because ah. it cannot use the native sound hardware of the 7800 even if you have it like pokey chipped modded it's really something but in terms of playing this with like another person which unfortunately like i haven't really gotten the chance to sit down with val yet and like ask her like hey check this out and play this with me um i really enjoy just like even playing it solo um just the physics-based uh, puzzles of, of essentially maneuvering the boxes and using them for uh, platforming or maneuvering around, because you can actually uh, temporarily stick boxes against uh, all surfaces, which includes walls and ceilings. So you'll have to maneuver that, uh, maneuver that around between uh, certain platforms, and it has a um, it has the uh, inf- infinite loop. Uh, mechanic again similar to bubble bobble where if you fall through a pitfall on the bottom you'll come out through the top so doing that but like manipulating where you place a block in in basically creating stepping stones or just kind of creating like a a makeshift staircase to get to certain um, keys are awesome but uh, when you play co-op with another player the stage designs completely change into unique designs built around the fact that you have another player and you can essentially players can use each other as stepping stones. You can bounce off of a player's head or uh, the more advanced technique. 
you can stand on a block being carried by a player like you you carry and kick blocks like you would uh Koopa Troopa Shell and Mario Brothers. So you can like use the advanced techniques of like standing on a block carried by another player who then has to aim, jump, and throw the block, and then the second player will be responsible for like basically kind of timing when they should jump off said block to reach a really hard to reach area. Uh, couple that with like some really unique boss fights and um, puzzles that get harder and and take some really unique turns. This is easily like one of the coolest fucking uh, neo retro games that I played, and I I find it an awful shame that like it did not perform anywhere near the level that the developers wanted to. Like even then, I've talked to them like you should really look at re-releasing this on Switch, or better yet. Uh, Atari VCS is like re-releasing 7,800 games right now on their own emulator. You can get in talks with them, but they just, they, they don't see, they, they see the game as a commercial failure and they're just happy that it's getting talked about in any way. So honestly, it goes on sale sometimes and it's only 10 bucks. I, I, I say, absolutely, what is it, it on steam? Cause I cannot find it. Uh, Ricky and Vicky, but it's Ricky spelled with two K's and an I and Vicky oh, spelled with two K's and an I. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah, uh, I'm looking for it, and I was like, I don't know where this is. Okay. Oh, dude. Yeah. Is right now, uh, offer ends. We're recording this on the 29th going into the 30th. Mm-hmm. It is $2 on Steam right now. Oh, yeah. Grab it. Yeah. It's I'm, worth it. I'm Please buy it. this game. I, I, it, look, it looks cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. This actually I, looks pretty dope. Yeah. I just I, I hate For an Atari it, game? This is a 7800 game. Wow. Um, actually, it's really good. Yeah, but the only thing is all the beautiful music and the composition, they put a lot of work. A, a 7800 will not sound like that at all. A 7800 fucking sounds like a 2600. That's one of its biggest flaws. So it, it sounds like computer eating another computer. Like, it, it's never sounded pleasant. Uh, uh, I, I will put in the uh, show notes uh, Donkey Kong for the 7800 and Donkey Kong Jr. It is a fucking nightmare to listen to. But okay, it looks so, amazing. So I have a good, interesting comparison. Um. So there's a game, it's an Activision game, actually. Um, well, back before we all figured out what mm. Activision was really about. But, Fuck Activision. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, um, oh, it was just called Grand Prix. And it's just like this little dragster car program. And it's just like a really primitive, like, racing sound. Like, just kind of like, brrrr. I should you not. Uh, pole position 2 on the 7800 basically uses that exact same... Nice. Proprietary. Oh sound yeah, it re, the seventy eight hundred repurposes because uh, it it's using it's the like exact the same, same chip. sound yeah. architecture. Yeah, yeah. They, they they um there was a pokey chip that was um developed and to save cost because the seventy eight hundred was essentially Atari's last ditch effort and like even when they had a head start against the NES, like video games were kind of like not the thing at the moment mm-hmm. uh they he held off on it and uh, essentially it became a proprietary thing that you can put in certain carts so like yeah, there's the poke mod for uh versus uh, for certain um a lot of homebrew carts that have been released in, in terms of homebrew and just overall like quality of a platform i i i cannot stress enough i i have a lot of fun in this game i would honestly love an opportunity to play with val and and like really put the uh the co-op puzzles through their paces um, but yeah, definitely check that out. I'm happy to hear that it's on sale. Everybody, buy this yeah, fucking game. I just picked um, it up. Yeah, can't beat it for two bucks. There you go. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, I'm reviewing Centipede Recharge. I'll be really quick. If you heard any of my applause and praise for uh, Missile Command Recharge on the VCS, uh, Centipede Recharge, 
really keeps that same vibe going, but is arguably better, has an incredible mm. soundtrack. Um, and I, uh, I have it on both Switch and VCS uh, because I'm doing a comparison. I'm kind of doing a thorough review. Uh, I've always really enjoyed Centipede, and I never really thought that it had the best uh, console iterations aside from the 5200 version because of the trackball controller. Uh, that uses it very well, by the way. Um, the this new take, super fun, absolutely. Like I, I, I'm getting. I, I cannot stress this enough. It, it is Geometry Wars, like part two, Ooh. in terms of like just okay. that addictive. One more round, one more round. Um, and it takes just taking the premise of Centipede and then turning it on its head and multiplying it by eleven as far as the power ups that it introduces wacky but effective power-ups that range anywhere from like a, a mere doppelganger that basically hangs out on the other end of the playing field where the centipedes and other enemies mostly come out of and basically mirrors your movement so you can just like double up and basically flank uh centipedes and other insects uh burst shots uh i i can go on but like it takes like the premise of like adding power ups like it did with missile command recharge but to centipede and it's super effective plus it's co-op so mm. like playing again playing with another player just makes it all the crazy more hectic um there's also a challenge mode that i've really gotten into and that's what makes the vcs version uh more I, I i would say appealing because there's uh, exclusive challenges that keep coming that atari is only releasing on the vcs version uh as well as there's uh optimized um control with their uh wireless classic joystick which i like i definitely get the vibes that i do with the centipede uh port for 2600 like it, it plays very similar but i do kind of like the the tactility of um playing with the controller uh, and it's great on both the Pro Controller and Atari's controller. Uh, mm -hmm. The next entry to the Recharge series, uh, they just redid Black Widow. I have yet to check that out. I've got a code oh. waiting for me. Um, I That is the one Atari arcade game that I am not all that familiar with. Um, I don't think but, I've ever played it. Uh, it's mm -hmm. cool. It's basically like a... Um, it's centipede, but as a twin stick shooter, but like you have way more, you have lateral and vertical uh, movement on the map. So you're not just um, centered on like one, you're you're not just cut on one side of the map like you are in centipede. Um, and like, there's a lot of mechanics that play around like the, the map ever shifting with the webs. It, it's different. Like it, it has its like cult fan base, but it was never like that Atari game that picked up uh, like some of the others. I'm waiting for Tempest, man. Like, the moment, like, I don't know if they can get Llamasoft on board, too, but if we can get a Tempest recharge, I'd be all about it. The next fucking game in the recharge lineup, I think, I don't know if it's getting the recharge treatment, but it's going to be the big thing from Atari, is uh, a redone version of Food Fight. So, I'll, mm, I'll, that, that would, would be, be good, yeah. Food Fight. Now, yeah. do these recharged versions make it to the point where it's not, like, the... I guess vision of the original game, or is it no. too new to where it's like that's not the, the same beauty game? of it. It absolutely okay. like you can show this to anyone who played these games from that that that's the crux of my review is that yeah, yeah. it does it does not betray the spirit cool. uh, of the game whatsoever. It just takes it and multiplies it like to the next level. Like I I cannot tell you how often I still go into Missile Command Recharge and just play a few rounds just so that way I can level up and, and try to get further. And at some point, 
see how far I can max out all of my stats to get that that score. It, it's all score chasing, but it's so mm-hmm. satisfying. And the global leaderboards, like I I just cracked the top 100. I just finally did that, and and even then, it is it is a fucking it is so much. Um, so definitely recommend Centipede Recharge. I'll have a full-fledged review and some video coverage uh, hopefully soon. Uh, the other three games that I've been playing, uh, one I'll make super quick, Sable, really got into it. I, I'm glad because you were a little hesitant, I think, at first. I, I See, okay, it's a gorgeous fucking game. Like The, the mm-hmm. Mobius-rendered art and how it's depicted is incredible, but the the animation like it's it's almost like it's animating sometimes at like 24 frames per second like it's it's so mm. stilted like i thought something was wrong with my game i i hate the way it animates it 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 makes me motion sick yeah. um but that's not exploring what you it no but even with it, all that you know even with all that but like just the the over, like the presentation and the overall vibe I, if you're looking for, for those who might like have like done everything they could in like games like Breath of the Wild and you're looking for your next fix, uh, absolutely really enjoy. Like, I, I think there's just a more calming vibe, but there's also like the thing of Breath of the Wild where you kind of have freedom to, uh, climb and approach what you can and, and kind of work mm-hmm. within your limitations. Uh, Sable is much more forgiving in like the fact that it gives you uh, these flying mechanics and hover mechanics that like it gives you uh, early in game to really kind of manipulate the architecture. And even then you still kind of get again, you have to manage your stamina uh, between being able to hover and, and boost up while still being able to climb. So... Uh, I've gotten to mess with like a few fetch uh, side quests and fetch missions of like just exploring temples and kind of like just tackling it with the freedom of um, like what I feel more comfortable or, or like kind of mapping out routes and in doing so with uh, these abilities, I, I found to be really fun. Um, but it's it's definitely a very overwhelming and a very big game. Um, but I love the look. I love the vibe and the presentation. I just hate the way it animates. Like I get yeah. sick sometimes playing it. Mm-hmm. It definitely gave me some journey vibes just from like some of the aesthetics of it. You know, maybe not from a gameplay perspective so much. I mean, the gameplay too. Um, it's it's very some, like some, some, some traversing felt like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the pace of it. Like, I mean, Breath of the Wild is also very much at like your pace, but like there's definitely moments where like if you find yourself in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> Like Breath of the Wild will not be afraid to like. No, it will punish, punish you, you if you go explore too far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Sable not so much. Sable is very much like will will give you some stuff. Like it it's very hand holding. <laughs> there's some hand holding, but at the same time, it it puts it like I don't want to really use the term sandbox because like it, it it definitely has like some connotations here, but very much sandbox and where like. I kind of get to like move at the rhythm of like my curiosity and I totally appreciate that. Like it, yeah. it, it doesn't overwhelm you or overstimulate you. Um, it, it kind of just, it encourages you. And I dig that. I, I, I don't know. I kind of, I think it, it, it's intentional within like the art style and the, and just some of the physics in the game that it animates the way it did. But like, I kind of wish there was a 60 frames per second mode. Like mm. I, 
And I've never been a frame stickler. You guys all know that. But, like, I, I just do not like the way this fucking game moves. It's like, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, <laughs> some, uh, like, the ring, like, the stuttering. The stuttering uh, is what throws me off. Just but it's real quick, it's, just talking about like games that look kind of weird and, and animate weird. Um, I'm going to probably end up getting into Inscription soon. I don't know if you've seen anything on that here recently. I have not. Uh, it's like a card battling game, but like very story driven card battling game. Justin McElroy just said it's like his favorite game of the year. So I think his sold. like soul. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at too. But it's I played the demo. The demo's available on Steam right now, and like I could see myself playing a shit at like a, a shit ton of that game here soon so uh, but it looks weird as fuck like it's very like I'll, from that just the fact that it's a card battling like i was talking about coldcept uh the other day when mm. like there was a twitter thread uh mm-hmm. dude if it's got cards i'm in it like okay. i i you will dig it very story driven too like like very much based on the story so very exciting um, stuff yeah like lost kingdoms that's another card based rpg um uh-huh yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. It's already fucking. I, I'm cool. looking. I'm setting aside. I'm downloading it for the laptop. Um, Excellent. Like it. So, um, but yeah, Sable's Games Pass as well. Um, I don't know if it's on uh, Windows, but uh, I would check it out. I, it, I mean, Sean, I would also recommend it to you. But it, I, I, get, I understand you have your hands full with Breath of the Wild. But for something that's low key and a, and a lot less stress, uh, but still give you that like that. Uh, curious, explorative, like drive to kind of just like poke and meander and 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 just kind of get yourself involved in some nooks and crannies. Like this game will scratch that itch. Um, I will have to do it then, at, eventually, probably in like two weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, two big games. Uh, I, 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 alright. Um, this one I'll have way more to say, so I'm just gonna say it. Uh, my game of the year at this moment, absolutely Metroid Dread. Uh, it mm. should be played, like, and, uh, you know, it, this may sound hyperbolic, it, it, you can eat shit. Uh, this is the best Metroid game. It is better than Super. I, I say that with no hesitation. With I say that with my whole fucking chest. This is better than Super Metroid. It is. And I was gonna oh, say go I ahead. know you're big on buying the game and supporting it, but also just to know if you're not familiar, they actually just came out with a demo for it on Switch. Yeah, oh. no, grab it. Which I is mean, like, 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 what do you have to lose? Yeah, but in terms of like, if you enjoyed Samus Returns for the 3DS. It it like you're gonna see a lot of familiar stuff. It plays very, it essentially plays like what Mercury Steam wanted to do with Samus Returns with way less limitation. Uh, just the fact that like, like even then I was actually playing Samus Returns side by side with it, kind of just like finishing my second play, like playing back in my second playthrough, and it was hard to get back into it with at the thirty frames per second versus the smooth, fast ass like like silk fine ass silk that metroid dread is like i i cannot stress to you like the harmony that this game has achieved in terms of balancing action with just exploration and traversal 
Like it it's so fluid in how like everything the, the world of ZDR, like no joke, it it's got such a beautiful level design like that I think transcends Super Metroid even to where like Super Metroid like had a lot of like stump moments like the, the path on finding Kraid and just like again having you really like pushing players to hug walls with bombs and other explosives to kind of reveal a secret path. Uh, Dread has some moments like that in, in ZDR, um, but few and far between. And even then, like there was a lot of clever uh, moments, especially with just kind of pushing you to move around. And when you do uh, find those upgrades and move around, just like moving around is is incredible it like people kind of always kind of complain that like um with since the introduction of symphony of night how like there are warp points but uh arguing you know whether or not the castle map was arguably bigger or 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 around comparative size to like something like zebis or or any of the other metroid uh overworlds uh aside from the warp points that were introduced in um uh, Samus Returns by Mercury Steam, which also make their appearance here in Dread. Um, aside from the few moments where I had to warp because that was the only way to kind of like essentially progress and move on, I I rarely warped. I did not mind navigating through all the various rooms and movement because movement feels so goddamn good. The platforming and the staging, all the, the various... Uh, passageways and the architecture involved between all the different sections of ZDR are are just fucking satisfying to move through and conquer. I, I cannot stress this. It's like it's that same feeling that I got with Spider-Man from Insomniac uh, or even to an extent um, Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed. Like at some point, like fast travel is convenient and, and sometimes necessary. But when you're playing a game where you don't have to do it, and it just feels good to run through it. The best fucking feeling. Um, the Emmy sections, I, I, you know what, man? Like, I, I will take with a grain of salt the fact that, like, I don't think uh, Mercury Steam and Nintendo kind of got to accomplish what they set out to do with that to an extent, because it, 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 it goes from stressful and and scary to annoying in certain aspects when, like. You, you know, especially in the later Emmys, but that's like, I, I, you know, I can challenge people to like kind of look past the uh, the repetitive, like f fail and try again. I mean, a lot of people do like Nuzlocke runs with Pokemon where mm -hmm. like if, you know, Pokemon like loses, that's it. Like you can have your own spin on it after a while and you can totally kind of live up to the vision that they had with the Emmy where if you get caught and fucked by the Emmy, delete your game delete your game and start over and like you mean like that that alone can kind of bring the tension that i think uh nintendo kind of wanted to convey but a lot of that tension's lost when it's just a rinse and repeat of like trying and trying again but i i would say just like for the brief moments where um you if you do get caught by emmy and you're and you're just and you can recognize like the, the 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 very like slight and subtle telegraphs of being able to counter and the two opportunities that you get. It's exciting. It, I think it's more exciting when you get the power up to finally take out an Emmy, and then you have to like basically mess around with the stage and kind of see what path you have. Like I had to cheese one. I, I shared it on Twitter, 
where I kind of messed around with a passageway where since an Emmy, um, this Emmy that I was facing crawled a little slower and um, to kind of wear down its final defenses and take it out, you have to shoot it in the face first. Um, it, it basically crawls like a spider where it's crawling against its belly and it has face front. So um, there were two sections where there was this long runway um, uh, where you can only reach through Morph Ball. And I was hanging out at the other end. And I just, like, kind of took my positioning. I, I took advantage of it. And uh, be because it keeps its face centered, like, and close to the ground uh, to crawl through those spaces as opposed to me having to wildly aim up and, and center my aim, like, at a 45-degree angle, like, I, I got to lower more uh at a more reliable um trajectory I, I was able to take it out and like those moments that's what felt rewarding about the emmy sections but even then i think my last thing is the cinematography that ian walker piece i don't want to shit on other writers or like critique and, and like it's so cool to like crap on kotaku and like dude uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that kotaku's come out and written but like some of it not so much lately but that ian walker piece about like wishing that fucking samus had a personality i i, I, I just don't get it i felt like i played a different game because i could not be further from the truth the mm -hmm. cinematography of the cutscenes and just how like subtle everything is just done and shot in in the mannerisms and behavior of samus saying so much without literally saying anything like it was such a breath of fresh air as opposed to like giving her like soliloquies and monologues in like something like other m which kind of actually took away from her badassery where like i don't want to spoil it but like in the few bits of dialogue that you get from samus and even then they may not be as uh rewarding as some people would have wanted i absolutely felt it like there's there's a key point where like the story and everything going on in dread really clicks and it's awesome. I yeah. kind of just I, hate the way it ends. I just don't understand why people think that Samus should have much of a personality because I feel like just like master chief, like those characters have always been meant to be very stoic and very like, I guess it is very one dimensional, but like, it just feels like that's what they've always been I meant mean, to be. I mean, they've given John more of a personality as the game's gone on. And, I, I, and that's true, but even that's a little jarring, I think, when you start doing that. Or it can be done to a point where it like, is ineffective. You know, I like, think like, you can why, humanize, why chance it? You can humanize characters in a bit that, that basically don't take away from those qualities. And they, mm -hmm. they, they nailed it. Like, in terms mm -hmm. of any. Like, where people kind of always praise, like, what Super Metroid did in, in the limitations and minimalism of its uh, storytelling by just, like, by sheer uh, telegraphs and, and pantomimes of, of, like, like very subtle sprite animations. I mean, you get, like, the 2021 rendition of, of that same approach, like, directed beautifully by Mercury Steam and, and Nintendo. I, this is... I. Again, best Metroid game. Get it. Well, and that's Hands what it down. should be all about is uh, ultimately a comparison of past chapters of the same game, especially when you have a game of this type of legacy. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah. you can't you can't go and compare Metroid to like say a game that's just you know, rifle of like cinematic CGI cutscenes and like, you know, the most in-depth narrative story in Yeah, like but I, I mean, I, I would like that, but, like, it doesn't need to be... I, I think 
they strike just the right balance, like just the right chord. Where even then, like, like just a lot of the boss cutscenes and introductions, like Chef's Kiss. I, I, I cannot, like, they really captured the Samus character like beautifully. But like when, like, I don't need her to crack a fucking smile. I don't need her to say something clever, witty, like Nathan Drake, or like talk to herself. Like this character has always operated in the cold isolation of of fucking alien planets, kind of just doing what she needs to do. Uh, she's had like sub characters do that, and, and the character Adam, which is the computer that she uses, named after like her past corporal, which we've already seen plenty of in other M. Um, no, dude, like, it, it, it's really well done. Like, I would say as far as the lore and, and stuff, even though, uh, Metroid has always been kind of, um, stingy about it, you get that and more, and it's all super satisfying. Um, people want to shit on the bosses and how hard they are? No. It, 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 it's, again, it's kind of, like, the same... I got same vibes of Demons of Asterberg, where it really just kind of challenges you to think outside the box and kind of mess with it. I was really surprised that people like had the, some of the difficulties they did, but um, the way you kind of like bump and grind against all the nooks and crannies of a room to kind of like feel your way for the one um, access or entry point, um, the bosses sort of communicate that in a sense, and and just some like the sequence breaking, like we all know Kraid's in it. Um, the morph ball and bomb, I, it's not a spoiler, like to say that you, they, they're in the game. They're in every fucking Metroid game. But as far as when you get them, it's not within the same tradition of, of getting them early. You actually, they, they don't come for a while. And, and that, I think that also kind of makes people uncomfortable because they, it pushes you out of your comfort zone of, of going through the, the tropes of, of finding, uh, tunnels, which you can see, you're visibly seeing them, but not having the morph ball to access them, let alone the bomb, uh, until a little late in the game, I think is brilliant just because it kind of accentuates like how fun it is to move through the game. Anyway, um, you can sequence break to get them earlier than intended, and then it'll reward you. Uh, fighting Kraid, if you have the morph ball and the bomb, you can actually like cheese and beat him quicker by using the Morph Ball and Bomb, which would no normally not be accessible to you otherwise, and, and actually use a secret technique. I love the attention to detail to something like that. It's so fucking awesome. I cannot stress this enough. This is a must-own for the Switch. Like, when it, like, this is what Super Mario Odyssey did for 3D Mario games. This does for Metroid. Get Dread. Um... I wanted to talk about Lost Judgment. I'm going to save that for the next show. Lost Judgment is more of judgment but improved and and I'll go it's into lost. those other details. It's yeah. it's they can't find it. They, judgment, they, they, they but, couldn't find it. But lost. Yeah. But where to go? But where is it? Um but I'm enjoying my time with it so far. It's definitely um all my gripes that you found in my late to the party piece about judgment and all the podcast uh, rants I've done on judgment it fixes it within the first 20 minutes. Like it 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 I've never seen such a uh, develop a response to criticism like I have with Lost Judgment. I I absolutely recommend it. Um, but I'll I'll have to go into more detail about it on another show. Until then, I I think we're good. I think uh, yeah. I think we're ready for wrap up. Episode episode end. end. Yeah. Oh, see, so you guys did it. You said it. We did. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
So, All right. Yeah, so I guess real quick, just to kind of maybe pull back the curtain a little bit, just prior to us wrapping up the show, um, we're going to be probably doing some things a little differently going forward just because of scheduling, uh, time commitments, and, and just overall, just, you know, it's been a while since we changed up the format. I think we've been kind of operating under the same uh, setup for the show for quite some time, and, and we're, we're talking internally about a lot of changes that we want to do with the site, that we want to do with the podcast, and a lot of things moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think next episode you may see and hear some of those changes. So a lot of things coming soon. I don't know if we're going to talk about them in detail right this second, but probably some changes coming. Uh, the the crew staying the same. We just want to respect more of their time and respect more of their other commitments they have outside of PPR. Um, you know, we just want to have fun doing this and we don't want to take away from that fun. So we're trying to balance all of that in a way that makes sense and is fair. So uh, you, you might see some changes uh, hopefully coming down the pipe pretty soon, but just yeah. kind of wanted to make that known beforehand. Biggest change is we're really trying to shorten the podcast, uh, podcast length. Even then, like mm-hmm. this already ran a little longer than we wanted to. Even then we were shooting for a half hour and trying to keep things super tight. Uh, we're, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. And we, we thank you guys again for like really just, uh, the feedback that we have gotten and just, just the respect and overall support. It means the world. Um, but Mm -hmm. yes, we are going to try to kind of keep things a little bit more tight boys here. Um, and speaking of tight boys, as far as house cleaning, if you are new or just enjoyed what you've listened to with, uh, episode 136 and, and want to do more. We're on, we're on iTunes. We're on fucking Scatter Radio. We're on over 69 podcast directories. We're uh, in the progress nice. of finishing up our... Yeah, I know. Nice. Uh, finishing up our, uh, our SoundCloud uh, integration. And soon I will actually try to get a podcast playlist that will be um, uh, going back the last decade and current uh, of our uh, episodes, our podcast episodes that you can just listen to uh, on our YouTube uh, in addition to our video content, which we also have some stuff planned. Uh, we're planning to bring back the top five feature, and we've got some uh, ideas and projects we're working on. Uh, I have some more uh, video content for the reviews. And in terms of reviews, uh, we've got uh, Centipede Recharge, Lost Judgment, uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, I did want to do a feature on Sable and, of course, uh, Demons of Asterberg, uh, as well as also Ricky and Vicky. I kind of wanted to do more with that in Zaku. Uh, in terms of some uh, features that we have that kind of celebrate retro homebrews and some other stuff that we've, again, discussed internally. Uh, Ed's not here to plug it, but definitely uh, check out Bullet Heaven. Um, of course. One, one of the most recent episodes he did was on Glay Lancer. Um, so definitely uh, I would uh, give it a watch. And he's also uh, got some other ideas in the pipeline for his current season. Um, he's also recently all of the, uh, more recent, um, videos that he has done in the past couple seasons, he's, uh, organized into helpful playlists and he's posting them on our site. So that way, uh, if you haven't seen them and, and haven't been able to catch them on the site, you can now catch up and, and kind of see everything that, um, him and, uh, Ren have been playing, uh, among all the various bullet heavens. He's right now fucking around with a lot of sticks. Uh, probably yes, looking to make a new stick out of a shoebox or or some fucking weird shit. Um, dude's on it, and uh, yes, 
he is um, excited for the new Mushihimi-sama uh, physical release. Uh, we're looking forward to that. LRG is killing it as well. Uh, video content, our end, um, I would love, and I'll have to talk more offline with Andrew, but I would love to do a limelight of Back for Blood, and we can get that yeah. uh, hopefully scheduled and 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 streamed. But I would love to do that. Um, I have some other ideas that I want to mess with um, as well for limelight um, in terms of getting something done. Uh, we have some uh, other play plays that we'd like to do. I still have a super play that I'd like to finish with Sean for Mortal Kombat Mythologies, and some other play plays. Uh, that we have in the can that uh, are, are just a matter of uh, production, as well as, again, some video ideas uh, in the form of top five coming back in a video format, um, and then kind of um, looking at a new feature that will also let us cover some other games that we may not be able to like go into detail on the podcast in more bite-sized uh, forms. So definitely keep an eye on that. Um, I believe that's it at the moment. Um, also, we just recently recorded uh, the newest episode of House Show. Um, so mm-hmm. keep an eye for that. We're going to also kind of change up uh, some House Show stuff and how we do that. And finally, um, preparing uh, the first episode of Panel Flip, which is going to be our comic book-centered uh, podcast. But uh, we're not just limiting it to American Western comic books uh, as well as superhero comics. We're going to expand and It'll be contemporary, modern, indie comics. It's not a bunch of cape shit. Uh, and even manga. So uh, if we want some shonen shit in there, fuck it, we'll do it. That's the whole point of Panel Flip. Uh, but it's going to be a special episode um, on a, uh, I think, a worthy topic for a debate on uh, oh Superman. So uh, keep an eye out on that. Yeah, I, I talked to uh, Andrew. We, we, we've of- already had these discussions off, off recording, and it's been interesting. To say the least. So, yeah. with that being said, is there is there anything else you think I missed for house cleaning? That's I think pretty, we're good so far. Pretty good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Georgie Boy's axe. Um, I, I love you, Muchos. And again, like you find a fucking house that like giving you that sweet Doge and a Reese's Pieces. Like, tell all of your friends. Like, fucking narc them out. Like, rat them the fuck out. Like. Be a homie. Be a player. Like you, you, you cool. You cool. Be you cool? cool. Are you cool? Be. I'm not. Cool. I'm cool. Toast is not cool. <laughs> oh, 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 Toast no. is very much not oh, cool. Oh no. But, but if you got Swedish fish, then I can be cool. You know what? Candy corn greater than cyan Swedish fish. And fuck anyone else. God damn. Okay, I, I, I'm actually getting off this recording now, so you can go to hell. You can go to hell and you die. Well, and this is this is Sean, and just be on the lookout for um, hidden subsidies of Bobby Kotick's yacht in your child's candy. <laughs> oh my god, that shit's serious. Photoshop that. Photoshop that. And also, fuck you about candy corn, man. I'm serious. We gotta have a discussion. You and I. We gotta-